Hello, my name is Lauren Patterson, your host and guiding light to self-love. I am the author of Amazon bestseller, Freeing Your Heart for Love, and founder of a nonprofit to help people challenged with abuse and depression. The intention of this podcast show is to inspire and encourage you through my experiences and those of my guests that you can discover self-love and true happiness for yourself. My guest today is Kiki Boyd. Kiki is a Texas native that is a champion of domestic violence and sexual abuse. She is a dramatics arts graduate and current psychology major, helping to heal others as she heals throughout her journey. She is also a wife, mother, and worship leader at her local church. Hello, Kiki. Hi, Lauren. How's it going? I'm fabulous. How are you, my dear? I am good. I just got back into town and was hitting the ground running for work and this podcast. So <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> awesome. I'm so happy that um, you're a guest and you showed up in love today. And um, this is going to be great conversation as we always have great conversations. But you know, I know a little bit of your story, Kiki, but can you share how you turn trauma and abuse to resiliency and recovery? Absolutely. And a great question, because that is all I speak about these days is resiliency and recovery. I am the daughter of a late, my late father, which is a pastor. And I have been in what I call myself, I call myself a multi-abuse champion. I was sexually abused when I was a child. I was in a couple of domestic abuse relationships as well. And so even in the last abusive relationship that I was in, I really had to search from within and ask myself what love is. And then also distinctively identify what love is not. And so I really also had to forgive myself in the midst of it because I know that oftentimes people that have gone through multi-abuse situations, you, you oftentimes internally start to blame yourself for the things that you've gone through or the, the people that you've attracted or the things that you've allowed to happen. But what I've had to do also, which turned into that resiliency part, is to forgive myself and once I started to forgive myself, then I started to forgive my abusers because then it goes beyond, okay, I have to forgive myself. Now I have to forgive, you know, my abusers. And I've realized over and over that forgiveness is not for the person. It's, it's for you. Mm-hmm. It's the work that, that you're doing. It's the way that you are healing and overcoming and allowing your words inevitably to be the word, I mean, your, your testimony, right? So it's really how I even formed rooms, even on Clubhouse and share, share my testimony to others as well, not even just women, men and women, because, you know, men have gone through traumatic experiences and domestic abuse experiences as well as we have. So 
I am consistently now sharing my my journey, my my story, because it it's one of those things where once you share your story, you start to realize that you can not only be re- relatable to people, but mm-hmm. you can also implore others to share their journeys as well. So. Again, it it went back to the internal work. It went into the mirror work that I often do and the affirmations, the the therapy that I also Mm. had to go through. But Mm. it also went back into that self-love and how I desire to be treated, how I desire to be loved, what I will not accept, what no longer serves me, I remove. And those were choices that I realized that I I could make to regain control. So that's also, you know, the reason that I also call myself a champion, but that is the journey to the resiliency and recovery part because it's not even what I say, it's not even a destination for me. It's Mm -hmm. really an inevitable healing journey where there are days that I am in a triumphant state and then there are days where I'm triggered by something. And then I know that that's when I have to consistently do the work. I have to do something that ties to mindfulness or or prayer or getting back to, okay, let me think about those feelings. Let me feel all of my feelings and let me write, write it down, whether it's like transcribing it in that journal or saying those things out loud, prayer, meditation, talking to my trusted tribe or my therapist. But it that is why I call it even my clubhouse sister, Mary Kim, that is my girl, but we, <laughs> you know, call it resiliency and recovery. Yeah. And I love how you shared everything you said was, was so beautiful, how you shared that. And you're so vulnerable with that, which is amazing, um, because that does help others share their story. But I like how you said, self love, but not just self love, but like knowing what not to love like that is that's key on the flip side of that self-love you know yeah and that can be a really challenging thing to do Mm -hmm. because as an empath as myself and I also have social anxiety that stem from you know the trauma of my past that I'm you know still working through I'm still healing through and I still have my outlets that I use consistently as a muscle to you know work through again to esteem myself to you know water my my garden of of self-love I also have to learn how to speak up for myself, speak out for myself, set those boundaries that can sometimes be challenging because this comes from an ex, what I say, an ex-people pleaser. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's one of those things that it doesn't always feel comfortable if you're an empath, if you have social anxiety, if you have healed from, you know, the the people pleasing tendencies, it's, it's a definite challenge, challenge to honor your boundaries. But what I started to realize is if I've left something and my soul does not feel good from that encounter or that experience or that exchange, then I have to either speak up for myself, speak out, or I need to honor a boundary. And I've realized that everyone is not going to like when you set those boundaries. Everyone Mm -hmm. is not going to like when you advocate for yourself. But if it gives you peace, 
then keep walking in that, keep embracing that. And that starting, and that really made me hone in on, okay, what love is not. Yeah. And love, love isn't belittling. Love, love isn't invalidation. Love isn't, it's not someone not only invalidating you, but also not wanting to see you win because of whatever reason that they feel that they're not winning. Love isn't, you know, comparison. Love isn't, isn't putting others down just so you can rise. So I had to start identifying those things when I was experiencing that with people, organizations that I was a part of and, and it really, really caused me to say, you know what, I need to celebrate a win, those wins when I have set that boundary, or I need to celebrate that win when I have stood up for myself or for someone else. I need to stand mm-hmm. in that win when I have honored my boundary, when it was almost a challenge to say no. And I need to, you know, embrace that inevitably when it comes to how people treat me or when people treat others in a way that's unethical or unbecoming. So it, it calls me to say, okay, yes, I've gotten down what love is. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not self-seeking. It doesn't keep a record of wrong. It's, it's honoring your yourself, honoring your, your dreams, your, your aspirations, and, and honoring your, your self-care, you know, things that you do. But then yeah. it's also saying no. It's also saying, well, I did not appreciate what you you shared with me or I didn't appreciate how you made me feel or help me to understand what you meant when you said this mm-hmm. or I my answer is no without an explanation you know so yeah. I have to constantly do that on a day-to-day basis because I'm also again I'm an empath so it also comes with not, you know, being grateful that people entrust you with their most vulnerable, I mean, the most vulnerable areas of their lives, but also not holding on to it, but releasing, you know, those burdens as well. So, yeah. yeah. Wow, I love that. Yeah. And I, you know, I heard somebody share on Clubhouse, Elevate to Celebrate. And that's just been like (laughs) sticking in my head, Elevate to Celebrate. So I love, I love what you were saying about celebrating the wins. Um, And I love how you call yourself a domestic champion of domestic violence and sexual abuse. What inspires you to be a champion for others who are going through similar struggles? That is a great question. And let me take you on a journey of this because (laughs) it it really is a, a journey. So like I was stating before, I've gone through multi-abuse situations where I was abused by, you know, a few people when I was a young child and I was in a domestic violence relationship or a domestic abuse relationship when I was in my, my early 20s, twice. And so once I was faced with spending a couple of days in jail, a place where I just never thought that I would go 
because I felt like I was dotting all my I's, I was following all the rules, I was, you know, crossing all of my T's. It would, you know, jail would not be anything I would ever, you know, have to face or or, or be in. And I was in in this jail, this holding cell, and I was like, why me? Like, how did I end up in this situation and when my abuser is is scot free mm-hmm. and that's when i started to witness to other people that were in there that had gone through i mean a myriad of things and then that's when i started realizing why not me and why can why can i not just turn the the trauma the abuse the trials the tribulations the valleys that i've gone through into my message so that's when i started realizing that i can turn my my pain into my passion and my mess into my message and my trials into my triumphs and i don't want to give power to my abusers to say that I just survived this. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I really, you know, feel like when we're saying we survived this, we're giving that power to our abusers. Right. But when but when we're saying that we championed, then that means that we did the work, that we've gone through all of the hardships, the the disciplines, the things that we needed to do on our healing journey to to be resilient, right? And that's with taking the the bad with the good, the obstacles, and turning that into triumphs, turning that into life is not perfect. Life is going to have its ups and downs. And there are times that we are are dealing with things that if we have the control and the power, we would not have, you know, dealt the cards that have been dealt to us. Mm-hmm. But doing the work and saying that I am on the other side of this and I'm even stronger, I'm greater, I'm more powerful, I'm more magnetic because of this, I am brave because of this. And being able to share this with others that just need it to hear that there is a light on the other end is what constitutes the definition of champion to me. And, you know, it, it also calls me to make connections and in relationships with people that I know it was divine. I know that it was an answered prayer because it was an, it happened in an unconventional way. And that's how, you know, I, I got on clubhouse and Mm -hmm. honestly it wasn't behind, it, it really wasn't behind sharing my testimony, my resiliency and recovery testimony. It was because I left, you know, an organization that was no longer serving me. And I was back at that place that I wanted to do more. I wanted to be more. I wanted to profit, but I wanted to also be an impact as well. And that's how I was introduced to Clubhouse. That's how I, and the crazy part about it, let me just rewind it back a little bit, is at the top of the year, my word, my single word for the year, and I don't, I don't know if it was you that asked, what is your word for the the year? Someone asked that, and it made me think about that really, really deeply. And mm-hmm. the word that I came up with was relationships, and 
I knew that I wanted to be surrounded around relationships that we were pouring into each other. We were lifting each other up. We were sharpening each other's iron. We were, you know, pushing each other to our next level. We were encouraging each other, being the light, you know, to even not just ourselves, but to others. And so that's how the relationship started to happen in a way where I'm like, this was just a prayer, but this was like, <laughs> not, this was beyond me. This was higher than me. And I, I knew that it was God. I knew it was the, the angels that were guiding me in a way where my faith was leading. And I didn't even realize it at the time, but my faith went beyond what my eyes could see. And that's where I am now. That's where I am today. Mm-hmm. And Mary Kim even went beyond, you know, I coined Chance but she went beyond and she eloquently just breaks down the word champion in such a way that it really, really still stays true to me and for me today is, again, it's, it's beyond just surviving. It's the, it's the, it's the, the entitlement of saying that, listen, I have, I have championed on the other side of something that was hard, that was challenging, that many people did not make it to see another day through. But now I'm on the other side, living out a testimony to say that I'm 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 not proud of of going through the abuse, but I'm grateful that I was able to live past it to champion on the other side of it so that I can pull others on the other side with me. Mm-hmm. Wow. I love that. And you're, you know, you're so, like I said, you're so eloquent with sharing your story of something that was a huge struggle for you, right, in your life. But what kind of tips could you give someone who who hasn't shared their story yet, and they have this story to share to help others? Like, how can you encourage others? Can you provide any kind of like, tips on how they can share, you know, because, like, I know Clubhouse is a good resource, or, you know, people start YouTube channels. But um, I was always nervous when I shared my story. And I'm not sure how you felt when you started sharing. But it is kind of challenging, you know, to share something so vulnerable. So I don't know what, what advice you have for people that want to share their story? That's a great question, Lauren. And I believe that we're all in a place because it's already challenging to even share those, those vulnerable aspects of our lives because for so long, many of us, it took us a while to even share it. Or Mm. when we shared our story, did someone come to our rescue or were we dealing with shame, guilt that may have come with it? And I have inevitably found out that most people have that have gone through our same situation. So the the first thing that I've learned when it comes to sharing your story is surrounding yourself around people that have either gone through similar traumatic paths or people that have overcome or have championed on the other side of it. So Mm -hmm. surrounding yourself around a community of people that are supportive, that are, that are 
seeing you, that believe in you, that are are saying that we are here for you. Those things are are some encouraging things that have helped along the way is surrounding yourself around those kind of people, but then also just doing it afraid. And you're going to start off with being nervous and tensed mm-hmm. up and you're going to be very emotional about right. it but <laughs> because I, I was when I first shared it. So was I. Doing it. Yeah. yeah. Keep, keep going. Keep going. I cried. So yeah. I cried a lot things. when I first started sharing. It was so embarrassing. No. And that's, that's, that's what comes with the healing is it's, you're going to cry. You're going to, you're going to relive it. Sometimes you're going to be angry about it in other ways, but I've learned to also embrace those emotions as well. And mm-hmm. it's not weakness. It's, it's a sign of strength and it's a sign that you're going to that next level. So keep sharing your story. Do it yeah. brave. Do it afraid. Do it anyway. Yeah. And I just encourage that for those listening too is find some type of grounding, like a way to ground yourself. Because I know when I shared my story, I had to ground and then release right at the end of the day, because I was sharing my story on so many podcasts, Kiki, like, I actually pulled back from a lot of podcasts. And I don't really do a lot anymore. Because I noticed that while I was sharing, I was absorbing that again, and I was putting it Mm. out there again. So I kind of share my story in a different way now. And just like what you said, it's just sharing it. And then, you know, you can always change it up, you know, with the same type of message, but you don't have to share all the bad stuff. Cause I was sharing like every detail and I realized I didn't need to do that, you know? And I, mm-hmm. it was, it was like really affecting my mental health. So I just pulled back. I found a grounding technique, you know, where I could ground myself. And then after I could release it and taking a shower at night helped me because it, I just watch it go down the drain. You know, you visualize all that negative energy just washing down the train. So I just wanted to like add that in. But I love what you shared. So oh my gosh, Kiki, this is amazing. I could talk to you all day. But of course, you know, we don't have that much time here. But um, how will you show up for yourself and for others? I will show up for myself by doing a five second countdown every morning, meaning that if I'm going to trust the process, if I'm going to dedicate myself to my goals, my visions and my dream, then I have to maintain that self-discipline. I have to treat myself like a newborn baby with compassion, with love, with kindness. And I have to speak those things into my life that I want to see. So it's those affirmations because like you were sharing before, that we can share things and we can manifest certain things unknowingly. So what I've turned even my message into is sharing certain aspects about my life that will show others that this is how I'm resilient, even despite my obstacles, but this is how I'm also inevitable inevitably showing up for myself each day. And that's by pouring into myself before I'm able to pour into others. Mm-hmm. So that is that. what I'll, I'll leave it with today. I love that so much. So how can people <laughs> find you if they want to um, connect with you? 
Kiki Boyd on all social media platforms. I tend to hang out a lot on Instagram. I'll, you know, learn the ropes of TikTok. I'm on there as well. So go ahead and show me some digital currency love over there. But I'm on all Kiki Boyd, K-E-K-E-B, like boy, O-Y-D. Awesome. Well, thank you, Kiki. I appreciate you. And we'll be catching up soon. Absolutely. Love you, Lauren. Love you, too. Thank you for joining me today. I encourage you to come back for more love and inspiration. If you love this podcast show, please like and leave a review. Follow me on Instagram at showupandlove to be updated on the upcoming shows. Until next time, remember to love each other and choose love every day.